Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Be a part of the best pro wrestling podcast today by supporting the Going In Raw Patreon. You can enjoy access to the live taping of the show, exclusive merchandise, and patron-only episodes, and so much more. Support Going In Raw today. Click the link in the description. This is the glorious one, Bobby Roode, and you're watching Going In Raw. Hey, Brendo, Steve here. And Larson. Yeah, welcome to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you're going to be listening to right here at YouTube.com forward slash Stephen Larson. And available wherever fine podcasts are, be sure to hit that subscribe button and the notify bell next to it on YouTube if you want to know whenever there's new Going In Raw content. We're also wherever fine podcasts, fine podcasts can be found. It's going fine. The NXT 205 Live episode, who cares? Uh, wherever good podcasts can be found, you can find Going In Raw. Be sure to leave us a rating or a review. That really helps the show. You're already loading up the Pro Wrestling team. No, I'm wearing my Pete Dunne. Oh, today. I was totally going to wear mine, too. But you wore you one know, of our shirts. I know, because I was like, look, we're at the ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash Going In Raw. Congress under Mecha Santa. Yeah, we haven't seen Mecha Santa in a while. Maybe he'll come back soon. Yeah, he needs to come back. We also have this. Hey. 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 We got a lot of shirts. Yeah, we got plenty of shirts. Where's the banner? No banner. I got to do that. This weekend, man, I'm going to do a couple things. I'm going to get a new, I'm going to start doing non-new straight to that, straight to our X-Split. Good idea. But I'm going to get one of our little scenes is going to be, I'm going to do a new intro, like a ridiculous ah, musical intro credit good. thing, right? Gene Hackman's going to be involved. I don't know why. Also, because you're obsessed with him. Speaking of non-news, so non-news is a show that will be weekly, damn it. It's for patrons, $5 a month and up. You get that exclusive Weekly, we shot one like two weeks ago. It never it was, it was on the cutting room. We floor. shot it one week one week ago today. Yeah, so yeah. it's extra non newsish. Oh, okay. I am I am thoroughly. The thing is, like last Friday, we signed the paperwork for the office. Yeah, and so that just threw everything out of whack. Whenever there's one thing, it just throws everything out of whack. Yeah, it's delicate balance over here. It's house cards. It really is. Take <laughs> one card out, and it all falls falls apart in a cloud of dust. Um, but yeah, we're on the Patreon. I have all sorts of great reward tiers there, starting from one dollar, going all the way up to fifty dollars. I forgot to bring our little comic book, but we got a Frendo care pack. Just mm-hmm. sending out a bunch of those today. Uh, we're also available, yeah, prowrestlingtees.com forward slash going in raw. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, not a lot going on at 205 Live or anything. No, what so, the heck uh, happened with 205 Live? I thought they were just going to postpone an hour, but still be an hour long. I was cracking up. Do they man. care so little about 205 Live? Oh, Here's it's the bad. Thing. I got I got one of those Amazon Fire Sticks. Mm-hmm. Showed up. Download the WWE app. Oh, Never nice. Passed. How does that work? Is it, is it works great. You happy with it? Yeah, so far. Do you control it off an app? No, it's a little uh, little remote. 
Oh, it's like Apple TV. Okay, gotcha. Um, but it's just you know like a Chromecast size little stick. Okay. Just plug it in the back of your TV. Good. Get in on your Wi-Fi. You can download apps. Down, I download the New Japan World app. Mm-hmm. Looks good. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyways, so I, da- I download WWE Network app. Go to watch 205 Live. And the little bar on the bottom pops up how long the show is. And it, and it pops up briefly. And I kind of noticed at the corner of my eye, it said like 26 minutes. I'm like, oh, this it must mm-hmm. be loading still or something. Mm-hmm. This is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But then I start playing. And I check again. I'm like, tw- 26 minutes? Mm-hmm. I thought they were just going to push the show back in half hour. Yeah. But still get an hour long. Yeah. Make an hour long episode. For the next 12 weeks, 205 lives will only be a half hour. Yeah. That's BS. Yeah. My experience, that is garbage. My experience is even stupider than yours. Because I loaded up on my Apple TV. And I hit play, and it went all the way to the end of the Goldust uh, Cedric Alexander thing, the main event. And then it just stopped. And I was like, what the hell is going on here? I pick up the remote control. I, uh, I, I go back, and I'm like, and the funny thing is, on the guide on the Apple TV version of the, of the network app, it says an hour. It says one hour, zero minutes. Why it would differ between your network version and my network version? I don't know. I don't know, but it clearly said one hour. Weird. And so I was like, okay, let me restart it. So I restarted it. I went all the way to like the, the, the point where I was like right before the finish of the main event. main event happened and it cut off again. Okay, so I, you know, repeat. And then I noticed a little copyright tag there. And I was like, that stupid mixed match challenge has relegated 205 Live to 26 goddamn minutes. That was, that's the stupidest shit I've ever heard of. And Goldust squashed the heel, the heel faction. Not just one of the heels, all of them. Three of the heels. Yeah, it was ridiculous. The three biggest heels besides the current champion, Enzo Amore. He squashed them all. That was so frustrating. By himself. Not Cedric Alexander. I mean, he was hanging out at ringside. Did he get involved at all in that main event? Yeah, he did a suicide dive through the rope. Okay, there you go. But beyond that, no. one on three, even on, on paper, in, in practicality and execution, that was stupid. It was. It yeah. was. It, that, this episode shows how little Vince cares about 205 Live, and it bums me out. It really bums me out. Yeah, man. If you want people to care about 205 Live, you have to show that you, yourself, Vince, yeah. care about the show. Yeah, man. If you don't care about it, no one else is going to care about it. I some effort into to, to bringing some excitement to 205 Live, as much as I like Goldust, he's not going to pop ratings. You're, you're, you're stunting Cedric Alexander's character's growth by having Goldust there. Focus on Cedric. He is good. Yeah, he's he has great. all the talent in the world. Yep. Focus on him. It's a double-edged sword because you want Vince to be involved to the point where like the show gets some no, time. No, I don't care about him being involved. Don't want him involved. I just want him to care. Yeah. I didn't say I want him involved. Well, that's okay. That's the thing. If he cares, he's going to be involved. That It's going to end up on his list of priorities. I wish, man, I hope on January 25th he announces all this football stuff. Oh, I know. He's like, I'm all in the football. I'm new Roger Goodell. Mm-hmm. Uh Triple H, you got all the wrestling business from now on out. Roger Goodell. That's what I want to hear. Oh, man. Last week, 205 Live was in the number 20 spot. Barely even cracked the top 20. I mean, it's so bad that that's what, that's what the crowd chants at Ricochet at that last PWG show to taunt him because he was, he was working heel, heel. They chanted 205 Live at him. I know. That's rough. Know. And then what did Chuck Taylor say? He says, uh, have fun at 205 Live. Hey, hole. Yeah, something like that. I think he's yeah. that a-hole. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. It's, just, it's, a, it's such a bummer for 205 Live because when it was going really well, it was, I think, neck and neck with NXT for the best uh, wrestling product WWE was offering up on a weekly basis. There's a lot of really good talent there. There's, There's there a lot is, of yeah. good, not just in-ring talent, but in terms of personality. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, I can't think of anybody really on on 205 Live who I consider kind of like the, the, the. I mean, they're all. There's no weak member of 205 Live. Yeah, I know. They're I all know. really good in the ring. They're all really good in terms of doing character stuff. I know. And it really bums me out that they're not given the, the fullest opportunity possible them to succeed. I they're know. just stuck on 205 Live, and it seems like no one, uh, and none of the higher ups. Namely, Vince and probably Kevin Dunn really give a damn about the show. Three weeks. I'm sorry. Uh, three months of of a half. Maybe, hey, maybe it was just this week that it's only going to be 26. I minutes. think it's going to be for the next 11 weeks, Steve. Because they probably have like a time limit on the arena. So yeah, because they, they still have a dark match afterwards. Cause there was what that. There was the Colonel Sanders Battle Royal. Yeah. Which, admittedly, I would have been it's funny. I'd have been fine if I was on 205 Live. Yeah. <laughs> but I wasn't there. It wasn't on 205 Live. So, you know, for me. As a fan of 205 Live, yeah, I would much rather have an extra 20 minutes of 205 Live. Yeah, me too. Uh, the, the show kicked off with uh, TJP versus, in his third match back from injury or whatever, versus Google Grand Metalik. Yeah, a rematch from last week. You said that already. Um, what's that? Did you say it was a rematch from last week? Um, no, I just said it was the third match back, but yeah, it was correct. It was, it was a rematch to try to get that, that loss back. Um, but no, he didn't get it. No, he got rolled up by Grand Metalik. Yeah, that was a good match, though. And then TJP cool. sat on the apron, stunned, uh-huh. visibly upset, went backstage. And he uh, cried. Trying to, and then who was it? Was it Christy St. Cloud? No, it was Dasha. Dasha? Yeah. Tried to interview him. And uh, she said, are you crying? Yeah. And he said, no. <laughs> Which, admittedly, is comedically is great, but it's probably not going to go a long way in Getting him anywhere with me. Yeah, I wonder where this is going. I don't know. I mean, you know how Vince is with stuff like that. And if, if Vince isn't involved, whatever, Kevin Dunn, whoever, is like, oh, yeah, it'll be his new thing. He'll be crying a lot. He'll just be really upset yeah. when he loses. He'll be overly and He's going to lose all the time. <laughs> exactly. And TJP's like, that's my, are you sure that's my gimmick? It's like just because someone thinks it's funny backstage. That's what I have to do now. <laughs> I kind of feel like that's how a lot of creators Oh, I think it is. <laughs> just because somebody thinks it's funny. Um. There's, next was an extended Jack Gallagher promo. Um, I like Jack Gallagher fine, but this storyline with him and Dadeo Tommy is not going anywhere. They're really killing it with this Dadeo Tommy stuff, aren't they? <laughs> God, what a flipping waste. Although it's not like a dumb, I mean, I know he got injured and everything, but it's not like he was always effectively using NXT. Oh, I know, I know, around, I know. You I know. know? I don't know, man. If anybody has a reason to want out of their contract, it's going to be him. I know. He's going to be like, dude, I'm going to go back to Noah. I know. New Japan I know. or something. I know. Because, yeah, this is bunk. Um, At least I kind of feel like Jack Gallagher is becoming more comfortable in the heel role. I remember someone, I think, said in one of our comments for our videos or in chat that this is the first time in Jack Gallagher's career he's been a heel. Yeah. And I don't know if that's true or not, but yeah. I'll, I'll take that person at their word. Yeah. Um, and if so, it kind of feels like the last couple of weeks he's finally being far more comfortable in that role. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope that translates into a more effective uh, heel wrestling style. I think that would that was kind of the more major stumbling block as opposed to whatever he was doing in the promos department just because he, he's, he's not an entertaining wrestler as a heel. Yeah. It's just a lot of wrestles, it feels like. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. Um, I mean, it's it's hard to it's really hard to judge when he's not doing anything. I know. I mean, it's the day with Tommy business. There's no. They used to be so good at, at, at coming up with storylines. And interweaving them. And inter, but even just... In the stories in the first place. I know. Like, it's like you don't have to be magnificent in interweaving him, even though they were really good at that back in the day. But there were there were stories for them to do that didn't involve titles, and there's no story here. There's no story whatsoever. So I don't know what the deal with that is. Um, and then next we had Goldust and Cedric Alexander come out to the ring to drop a promo. 
Again, um, the majority of it was Goldust. Yeah, he was trying to put Cedric over, saying that he's a star. Mm-hmm. Goldust knows stars, and you're a star. Yeah, well, then let Cedric be a star. Okay? I know. Just give him yes. the mic, go away. What's, what's the old adage? Show, yeah. don't tell. Show, don't tell. Yeah, I don't yeah. need Goldust to tell me this stuff. Yes. That was a bad move. Like, the first week, it was kind of I funny, because it was like, oh, cool, it's Goldust. But then after that, it's like, it's all Goldust. I know. I know. There was a the stretch there after Cedric won the number one contender uh, spot. That they were going in the right direction, but he was going to each member of the Zoe train. Oh, yeah. Between yeah. Them. There was a story Lumbar there. Lumbar checking was, everybody. Yeah, there was character development there. All you got to do is Lumbar check. Like, that's when people get most geeked out is when he starts Lumbar checking people left and right. I know. Give, give Cedric a character. Let him go out there and put on incredible matches mm-hmm. and Lumbar check people. Yeah. He will get over. Yeah, I know. Just give it a little bit of time. They don't need to shoehorn gold dust into the, the storyline for virtually no reason. I know. And it really bums me and out. You know what's sad it, too? Sorry, go ahead. What's really sad about this is that during during the first match during the TJP Grand Metal League, when they because they were doing some cool stuff. Yeah, yeah. Crowd was actually into it. Yeah. The crowd they actually because I think probably because of the mixed match challenge stuff, like the crowd was they were having fun with yeah. it. Yeah. And and then but you know, they're doing they had a crowd, they had a good crowd. Yeah. And they gave him twenty six minutes I know. five live. Well here's the thing too, when Cedric eventually wins that title. I don't. There's just not going to be that pop for it. It's yeah. Like, oh, awesome! Cedric won the belt because they're having Goldust do all his character work for him. So people aren't going to be as connected with Cedric as they should be by the no. time he wins the title, and it's not going to get the reception it probably needs. I don't know whose idea it was to have Goldust take oh. on the Zoe Train, but that was like a huge. That was a massive mistake. That was stupid. I mean, they had Goldust bury the entire heel I faction know. on 205. I know, and you didn't take that vital opportunity. We're one, they have one more show before the Cruiserweight title is defended at the Rumble. Yeah. And they had this opportunity to further build Cedric. I mean, it could have been a situation where he took on the entire Zo train. Yeah. And maybe either just barely squeaked out a victory because they could have done a really good build with that where he, like, barely squeaks out a victory or he's on the verge of beating them and then they all attack, like, at the same time yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and break the rules of, you know, a handicap match like that where you're supposed to be tagging. And... You know, just lay him out, lay him out flat. And then for the go-home, he comes out with, you know, a head full of steam and starts laying him out either backstage yeah, or, yeah, you know, yeah. something like the that. Starts lumbar checking everybody. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Like, they all have matches with other faces. I know. I know. And he comes out, interrupts it, and starts lumbar checking people. Things like that are going to go so much further than Gold Dust, who I love Gold Dust. Yeah. You love Gold yeah. Dust. Yeah. But what a misuse of Gold yep. Dust. Yep. Anyways, yep. Um, so yeah, Goldust uh, uh, pinned Drew Gulak after the final cut. Drew Gulak is going nowhere quick. All of a I sudden, know. that was weird too. I know. Let's talk about NXT because that was a bit cooler. Yeah, um, actually, it was a lot cooler. But it was still when uh, Heavy Machinery came out. I can't. I dude, I can't I, look. And I hope people, you know, people say, "Oh, Steve, now he likes this guy. He hated him before." Yeah, it's been true. Although I still haven't turned on Kalisto, so <laughs> so there's that. I still got that for me. Well, give yourself. Some I time. haven't flip flopped on Kalisto yet. Give it time. It's it's the cartoonish look on Otis's face that bugs the crap. I feel like out they need me. to decide what they want to be. Are they construction workers? Or are I they? That's the least of my problems. Hold on, let me finish. Or are they just fun loving guys? No, oh, I because if they're just fun loving guys and just have them be fun loving guys and ditch the construction stuff. I don't know what it is about the stakes and weights. Um. The catchphrase they have that bugs the crap out of me. It's so simplistic and cartoonish and stupid. Yeah. 
Because I'm like, okay, I get the stakes part, but you guys really lifting weights? Like, I know Otis can probably, like, deadlift a ton because he's really stout and short and everything. Yeah, yeah. But, like, I don't know. I just feel like if I think about I'm going to go eat a steak. Here's my problem with it. The order of steaks and weights, like, you eat a steak, and then, like, I imagine they're eating a steak at the gym. That just makes me want to throw up. While they're lifting weights? Yeah. Could That's be. gross to me. Don't connect the two. Oh, okay. I don't, I don't like them connected. That doesn't bother me. <laughs> really? So I kind of I feel like that crap. I feel like if they're going to go cartoonish and yeah. just go all in on it, don't try to ground it in some sort of profession gimmick. I think you're reading way too much into the construction worker thing. Just go all in on these guys are just wacky dudes. I do. I do. Oh, and then on their vests, which look homemade, which they isn't be. a good thing. They no, might be. It's, but it's not a good thing. What, Tucker Ma- Tucker Knight, he's got Tucky? Yeah. Like, written on his vest? And then uh, Dozovic has and Dozer. Dozer? Dozer, yeah. Those aren't? Those, it just bugs the crap. It all bugs the crap out of me. All right. That's fine. That's fair. It's like, I don't know, man. It's like it's like the wrestling version of like a Christian rock band. I don't want any part of that. All right, that's your... Don't start bringing Jesus into my rock music, that's man. That's your prerogative, man. You know, if I want to be a Hesher, I want to hear about... I want to hear Dave Mustaine talking about his inner demons. <laughs> that's so bad. And that look on his face is so annoying. And the funny thing is, when you saw... they they So they replayed the bit where they were outside... And they yeah, started yeah, trying yeah, to yeah. move Lift the the their Maserati, yeah. And you that that turned that clued you into how much I don't like them, and you were like, man, I kind of get it. That actually, I kind of like that bit because when they replayed it, it was like for no reason he's going to try to move this car. Yeah, that to me is comedy. Yeah, no, it's funny. That's I was going to say if they go all in on that, it might be better instead of trying to ground them in some sort of construction theme gimmick. And they're too. They're they're. I think also my problem is, and it's weird because the street profits are like the like do the same thing, but it's like, I don't know, I just feel like they come out, and the way they act, we're supposed, like, they expect the crowd to like them, because they're, no, like, I so hammy. I see that. And it's like, well, the Three Prophets, yeah, I do want to like them. You know, it's, yeah. it's, no, it's the same exact thing. I understand what you're saying, I agree, yeah. I don't know why I like the Three Prophets. I love the Street Prophets. Yeah, they're fantastic. Because you can't look away from Montez Ford. I know. Dun, 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 dun. I bring the swag like nobody can. We got a great theme song too. Anyways, uh, um, heavy machinery, machinery versus Tony Moss. This made me actively root for Tino and Riddick. You've come around on them. Oh, big time! <laughs> <laughs> I love them, man. They're great. I don't know why. I think here it is, man. When you lose as much as they've lost, I feel like they've paid the crap out of their dues. Yes, they have. They with interest. Yeah, they have paid their dues, man. So I don't know. I want now. I want them to succeed because Tino was part of that Breaking Ground yeah, documentary yeah, yeah, eight yeah. years ago. I know, and he was that was they so long laid ago. Into him for yeah. for every botch he had, and he stuck with it. This yeah. dude is already rich. He does not need to be doing this. No, but he stuck with it. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. And they're doing the thing where it's our it's and, and they're our doing stuff. Some, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're doing something on the house show. Oh, circuit, I saw there was Street Profits one Tino's car and Riddick's minivan. Riddick has a minivan? Yeah. That's brilliant. I know, it's That's great. comedic genius it's right so there. So I love that. So yes, I was openly rooting for them. Now Steve has flip-flopped on Tino Sabatelli and Riddick Moss. That's okay. It's part of a process, people. It's yeah. okay to do that. You got to you got to learn what you like about certain competitors. It takes time sometimes. Well, it's not just that. It's They put in the work. I'm going to appreciate that. And also, they've that's developed it. their characters, so they're yeah. actually engaging and entertaining. There's there's an angle there that's 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 funny that they've developed, that they've that they've 
caught on to. If somebody catches on to something, then it's like, okay, now I get it. Same thing with Jason Jordan. Yeah, yeah. Like I was kind of annoyed with him at first, but then he found a really, really solid thing to bite into, and he understands it, and he's going all in on it, and he's good at it. Same thing with these guys. Um, and they got the uh, they got the sneaky roll up with the feet. <laughs> hardly anything sneaky about this. No, they got the feet on the ropes here. Yeah, uh, yeah. Riddick Moss Riddick and Moss. Uh, uh, Tucker Knight. I almost said Trevor Knight. Tucker Knight. Yeah, feet on the ropes. Next, undisputed era promo. Oh, I can, I can, I can never get enough of these. I wonder I can, if they just had him stand in front of that uh, first aid uh, uh, case for a good half hour and just talk. Yeah, they did, and, and they, they just they just moved the camera angle because yeah. that's what they that's what yeah. it, was, it was right there. Yeah, the medical thing. And I gotta say, the last two, two weeks, uh, Kyle O'Reilly's done some good mic work. I know. Have you noticed that? Uh, yeah, Mrs. O'Reilly. Um, have you noticed that? Uh, What's his, the Bobby Fish? He's the most old timey guy. I know because like Adam Cole, great on the mic. Yeah, super intense. He's great. And then yeah, like you said, Kyle O'Reilly does really good. And then Bobby Fish. Well, let me tell you something. Sometimes I know. his voice is a little higher. Yeah. Than the others, and he's got that old timey mustache. mustache. I know, but I like it. It's, it's, oh, you I, get, it's great. You get three different flavors of mic. Oh, they're there. so different. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, he's like, yeah, Bobby Fish and Magnificent Kyle O'Reilly are going to be taking on all the Fantasy Street Profits. Is, is Adam Cole did his promo and says, all right, you talk, champs. Yeah. And he's in the background for a bit muttering to himself. I didn't notice. Damn it, I didn't notice that. That's great. He steps back and he's like, oh, I love it. That's fantastic. But you couldn't hear him. Yeah, of course. He's like an so extra I, now I, in I'm assuming he's this mouthing word. Yeah, he's like an extra in a movie. That always cracks me up how you see people back there just like... And then Ed Harris gets mad at us. Um, yeah, that was great. Yeah, uh, basically Adam Cole just said, uh, you know, Extreme Rules match at TakeOver. I'm supposed to be scared or something? No, I don't think so. I'm going to, I'm gonna, I don't know, destroy Aleister Black. Yeah. It was good. You talk champs. Uh, yeah, you talk champs. Well, let me tell you something, Sonny. I've been taking all sorts of great brain tonic, me and Mr. O'Reilly over here. I went to a phrenologist the I other day. I went to a phrenologist. He took out the, uh, the tongs. What do you call it? Oh, I know. The tongs. Anyway, uh, it was good stuff. Um, so basically they said they don't care who they have to fight, Street Profits or Authors of Pain, because, of course, the number one contender match was the main event for yes. the rest of the night. It's still in dispute era. They want to look to their name and have all the belts. Mm-hmm. Next up, we had Roderick Strong versus Fabian Eichner. Good match. Roderick Strong doesn't put on anything but good matches. Yep, he won with a lion tamer. Yeah. I wonder if he's ditching end of heartache. Yeah. Um, and replaced it with Lion Tamer. Lion Tamer. I don't know, man. I don't care. He's a freaking fantastic wrestler. Yeah, he is. Don't want to hear him on the mic, though. Still yeah. can't, still can't deal with that. It with his, 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 it just doesn't work for me. Just come out and be like the wrestling guy. Is it just the timbre of his voice. It's the, he's just HR guy. Like he just comes off. Even Lacey was like, man, that guy's not. He, she's like, he just reminds me of like, I don't know, a real estate agent or something. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, to me, he's HR guy. But God damn it, he can wrestle so know, good. He's like one of the best professional wrestlers there are. Anyway, speaking of Roderick Strong talking, you had the mic, drops promo, says he wants peace. Lars Sullivan. Who comes out of that alive, man? Lars Sullivan. They're going to job out Roderick Strong? What yeah. a waste. Yeah, yeah he's so good, though. I know. But Lars, is, you think Lars is going to be their brawn? They have, uh, they have huge plans for Lars Sullivan. You think so? Yes. Uh, good. I mean, look at his entrance. Uh, you know what I want? You know, they only give the really good entrance to people they have huge plans for. Oh, yeah. He's got, like, prime entrance, too. Yeah. Him He's and uh, Alistair Black have They've got the best entrances, yeah. Good point. What were you going to ask me before I interrupted you? Oh. 
I'd like to see like a like a lot of promos between both these guys leading up to it. Like I just I know I just dog Roger Strong on the mic, but if it means I get to hear he's not bad on the mic, it's just his voice kind of bugs me. And I don't know, I feel like he's the guy who his talking really needs to be just done in the ring, mm-hmm. not on the mic. Mm-hmm. Doesn't do much for me. Lars Sullivan, however, is an excellent promo guy. Yeah, he is. I freaking love his promos. He's fantastic. And the thing that I love about him is that they differentiate him from other big men like that, like a Braun Strowman, by saying how intelligent he is. And how articulate he is. And how articulate he is. And I think they, uh, Morrow made mention of, like, a degree he has or something last time. I forget what it was. But, um... Oh, no, he he mentioned his IQ. He says, IQ is up there near genius levels. Something Hmm. like that. Um... But uh, I don't know, man. Any I love Lars Sullivan. It's just I don't want Roderick Strong to get caught in this wave of just losing. Well, really, he seems like he, he is joining Cassius Ono as a gatekeeper of NXT these days. I kind of feel I don't. I Roderick Strong. He could be as we've seen him when we book Raw, a legitimate U.S. title guy mm-hmm. immediately. Mm-hmm. You know. So I don't know. I don't know why I view them differently. I just do Cassius Ono and him. You know. I just feel like Roderick Strong, man. Freaking the world should be his oyster. Yeah. Kind of want him to join Undisputed Air, to be honest with you. Yeah. But then I get that there's two alphas there. Yeah. You know. And then there's Mr. Fitch, Mr. O'Reilly. Let's talk about this TM61 video package. I this thought it was great. This is what they needed. This is absolutely showing up because you don't get an opportunity necessarily. It was the same thing with Roderick Strong when they did his video package, yeah, 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 which yeah. I thought was fantastic. Yeah. And much more effective than just him talking on the mic. Yes. Same with these guys. So, like, if you're a brand-new wrestling fan, you go to an NXT show, they come out. They kind of just look like generic creator wrestlers with, like, kind of matching gear. Like, one guy wears orange, the other guy wears yeah, blue. Yeah, there's nothing really distinctive about their right. packaging. Yeah. Fantastic wrestlers. Really yeah, good yeah. wrestlers. But we need to know, what, for us to really give a crap, we need to know about their personalities. Yes. And they do have infectious personalities, yeah. which can be seen with great video packages like this, showing off their history, their philosophy, you know, what they've been through. Well, I thought that was interesting. Because um, I kind of knew generally their history, but I didn't know the exact timeline. Right. That they achieved a lot of success in Australia, mm-hmm. then came to the States, went to Harley Races uh, yeah. Academy. He got them a trial with WWE. Uh, they didn't make it. So then they went to Japan yeah. and started all over again. Yeah. That's crazy. As young boys, yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I know. It's so great. It's so awesome. And, uh, and then I think it was in Pro Wrestling Noah. They they wrestled there for a while, mm-hmm. and then finally came back to the states. And they had the GHB Tag Champions by NXT. Yeah, so that's fantastic. Good for them. I lo- I love their. They have. I was telling you before. I don't know in pre show or before cameras rolled. Their their documentary video package people. Whatever whoever oh, is doing this, they do great work. Stellar work, man. Yep. Just really stellar work. I love that stuff with Harley Race too. Oh yeah, that was great. I had no idea they did that. Uh, next up, we had uh, Aaliyah versus Lacey Evans. I feel like Aaliyah is just watching everybody pass her by. I know. She's been in XT for a while, too, I think. I know. She has been. And she just watches, like, Liv Morgan. I kind of feel like they're at the same level. And then Liv Morgan up to Maine. Yeah. Um, Lacey Evans comes out, beats Aaliyah, cuts a promo, a heel promo. Yeah. So they're going to do something with her. Yeah. She calls out uh, Nikki Cross, Ember mm-hmm. Moon, Kyrie mm-hmm. Sane. Uh, Shayna Baszler comes out. Um, to kind of confront her, right. Lacey Evans runs off. Did we mention Lacey Evans beat Aaliyah by punching her in the face? <laughs> she did, that's right, yeah. Um, and then uh, Shayna goes down the ring and starts choking out Aaliyah. That was awesome. Um, Ember Moon comes out, makes the save, grabs mm-hmm. the mic, challenges uh, Shayna to a match. Yeah, challenge because this is how it went down. Challenge me to a match. Hey, let's have a match. 
Okay, but a better ring for that title that you got. If I'm going to do it, I mean, for a title. She wasn't on the mic. No, she was on top of the stage. And she was talking. Yeah. How do you feel about that? I kind of liked it because it was kind of raw. Yeah, yeah, I liked it too. It was a bit real. It felt natural. It, it, it felt kind of natural. I did. I just felt it also. I just thought it also kind of felt house house showish. Yeah, a lot of this feels house showish because it's, I think it's just the nature of the venue. We're not yeah. used to it. But yeah, she was just sort of talking from up on. The, she was talking, in my opinion, like for for because I'm so used to main roster stuff. She was talking a bit too much without a mic on the ramp. Like there were vital story details that she was giving up on the ramp. Like, yeah, how about Philly? But for the for the time, also, I think I job out. Amber Moon's title? I don't know how they're going to do this. Like, immediately? I don't know. That's not good. Because I feel like we've got big things in plan for Shayna Baszler. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, unless they're going to send up... I Hey, look, man. Unless they have Ember drop the belt, have her lose the rematch and send her up to Maine after Mania. I see. I You keep on insisting that it's after Mania. I think Authors of Pain are going to go up after the Rumble, and could I be. think, and it could be Ember Moon also. Ember Moon's so, she's so ready anyways. Oh, yeah. I just feel like just sends her on up. Yeah, maybe. You know? But, you know, in, in NXT, typically, if you lose a belt, you, you got to have the rematch, lose that, and then you're on your way. Yeah, that's true, but they can do double duty on that. I mean, they can have the rematch on. Oh, uh, of course, you know. That's what Bobby Roode. Um, yeah, when he just disappeared. He did. That was great, more or less. So next, we had a really, really William Regal, sorry, William Regal interview yes. where uh, he said, "Yep, Moon versus Shayna at Takeover mm-hmm. for the title." Zelina Vega came into the room, yes, um, and uh, started talking about how Johnny Gargano did not deserve Johnny wrestling as a lie. Yeah, his spot against Almas at Takeover says. Velveteen Dream deserves that spot. Yeah, she's like, you should have... She said, Johnny Gargano should put up his spot against Velveteen Dream. And he says, I would advise Mr. Gargano not to do that. <laughs> she said... There we go, she said. Oh, that was great. Yeah, it was awesome. Next, why why oh, would... Sorry. Okay, but let's look at logic here, okay? Your manager, right? Well, I mean, your client has already beaten Johnny Gargano twice. Right. You'd think, okay, third time... Shouldn't be a big deal. Easy peasy, yeah. right? You want good wins. You want like yeah. You want near certain victories. You want to line up jabrones. Yeah, pretty much for your guy, right? Velveteen Dream. Although he lost to Alistair Black, do you really want a Deo Tom? Again with the Deo Tommy stuff. I don't know why. Andrade Cienalmas. Do you really want him taking on Velveteen Dream? Yeah, that's an unknown. Even He's an unknown. He haven't faced Velveteen Dream yet. Exactly. You you know you could be Johnny Wrestling. Did it twice already. Yeah. Um, so anyways, after that, uh, no way Jose had a brief promo saying that he's going to wrestle next week. I think Well, he said 2017 has it had its ups and downs for no way Jose more yeah. downs and ups. Yeah. Though, Cause he was, he wasn't even there half the time. Nope. But that next week he's going to kick off uh, 2018 for him. That's going to be fantastic. I think they're going to start incorporating the conga line entrance on TV. Probably. Oh, perhaps I could see that happening. Yeah, maybe kick it up a notch. Um, I don't know. I feel bad for the guy. I know. You know, sucks. And after that, Johnny Gargano stormed to the ring, demanded a microphone. This is the best promo I've ever seen. From yeah, him. very impassioned. This, this is fantastic. Yeah, good stuff. Great. Um, and he more or less says it's his time, but if he st- if people still feel like he needs to prove himself, let's do it. Mm-hmm. Gargano versus Velveteen Dream next week uh, on NXT. Yes. So that should be good. Yeah. I'm looking cool. forward to it. But yeah. it was a really, 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 really good promo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was totally. 
After that, our main event, Street Profits versus Authors of Pain for the number one contendership to the NXT Tag Titles. Bring the swag with nobody can. Like, do the bag in a bag. Amazing, amazing ring gear. I got a cat. Like, number, yeah, dude. So they instead of uh, black tights, they had, like, pristine white tights. Instead of yellow trim, it was gold. It was actually gold this time. They, of course, had the, the, the gold shoes mm-hmm. still. Mm-hmm. Um, so they both look great, especially Montez Ford. It's kind of different when you're, like, a bigger dude, a huskier dude like Angelo. The white doesn't look quite as good because it's not really as slimming as black, but he still looked pretty good. Yeah, I dude, I, I thought for sure they came out. I was like, odds win gear right there. Yeah, I know, I know. Odds of the pain beat him. Yeah, I yeah. guess if they're you know like uh, street profits, they came in NXT. Uh, I, I kind of I mean I, I love the street profits. I wanted them to win, but they I'm needed this loss. Yeah, they needed the loss. Yeah, sure. yeah, they needed they they couldn't do the story of of this this team coming in on fire. Putting together a bunch of wins and and contending for the tag titles immediately, they need to add some complexity to this yeah, story. Sure. I think. Yeah. So no, I, from a storytelling perspective, I like it, but I love the Street Profits. I mm-hmm. want them to win. I want them to have as much gold on them as possible, including those tag titles. Well, I know, I agree. Here's the thing, though, man, Authors of Pain, really? Again, no. This is their send off. It has to be their send off. It has to be their send off. I can't believe they're going to stick around even for another three months. I know, or two months rather, till till Mania. I mean, it could be. It could be. But dude, I don't know that they're 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 making a habit of, you know, after. Oh, we didn't mention Montez Ford's glove. Oh, he had that gold glove. Yeah, it was fantastic. Do you think they're going to come out in just gold gear? All um, gold. At some point, yes. That's, oh man. At some amazing. point, it's going to be great. The night they yeah. win those tag titles. Yeah, be fantastic. Oh man. Um. Yeah, I don't know, man. I'm thinking after the rumble, it's going to be Authors of Pain, maybe Ember Moon. Could be. It's got to be, I mean, at least Authors of Pain. I mean, we saw how they did it before, uh, after the Survivor Series. They did uh, Absolution and then the Riot Squad. Yeah. So maybe, you know, I, I do think that after every Big Four, they're going to use that as an opportunity. Because there's so much talent coming in. I know, the I know, these days. I know. It doesn't make sense to wait till Mania. Uh, let's see here. So, yeah, let's answer some questions yeah. now. Let me bring up the thread. Oh, I have it here. Sorry. Good. Return of the Zack. Return of the Zack. With signing more talent, having so many people in the Performance Center, is a two-hour NXT and mid-card belt inevitable? Is it inevitable? I don't think it's inevitable. I think if there was a time to do it, to kick off 2018 might have been as good a time as any, considering the influx of talent they've had over the last six to eight months. Yeah. Um, but they have, they have a formula that works for the show, and they might not want to mess with it. Yeah, it kind of depends also, like, what they plan on doing with call-ups. I mean, at, at some point, I mean, like, yeah, War Machine, Ricochet, and Candice LeRae all coming in. Um, you have all those people from the Mayon Classic that are there. Yeah. I don't know, man. I mean, part of me wants to say they, they do a really good job with the time they uh, – oh, they can also bring up the Iconic Duo. Mm-hmm. They weren't even on TV this mm-hmm. week. They've really been on Mm-mm, much not at really, all. Yeah. Um, They'll probably be in the Rumble for sure. Yeah, I'd imagine so. So, uh, I don't know. Is it inevitable? I don't know. Maybe 2019. I don't I don't right now at this point, I don't think they need to do it. Um because they have been really good. So, for example, Roderick Strong this week comes out calls out Lars Sullivan. That's not happening at Takeover, is it? I don't know. Because Lars Sullivan also called out uh Demo. Yeah, he called out Killian Dane. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot about that. That's weird. Yeah, I don't know. So, I don't know what they're going to do. Uh, I don't know if it's inevitable right now. If they continue to, you know, snap up talent 
en masse like yeah. they have been, then yeah, yeah it's going to be inevitable. But I don't think right now. Alex C is real. Real, real rock, real rock. T guys who aren't going to win the title should have quicker call-ups so they can develop their character more on main like Elias rather than get a complete story in NXT but with no room for growth on main like Ty. I don't know if Ty's story was complete because they were setting it up for him not be able to win, you know, that match, the huge match, the mm-hmm. career-defining match. Yeah. And I don't know if he, and granted, yeah, he beat Eric Young uh, NXT send-off, but I don't know if that would really qualify as that match. Yeah. So I don't necessarily know if Ty got his full story in NXT. He did not. He did not, but... I, I, see, his, I see his point, though, because Elias, we thought, was his ceiling on, on main. Yeah. Not much. Those are, I mean, those are... And they found ways to add complexity and interest in his character far beyond what NXT ever did. In a very surprising way. I mean, here's the thing about both of these sort of situations is... I mean, there are certain patterns when it comes to call-ups. Like them not using Shinsuke properly. Them not using Bobby Roode properly. There's been, you know, the Ruby Riot guy. There have been patterns like that where people aren't used properly. I think NXT, I think these are two examples that are kind of, I'm not going to say that there are patterns involved there. Elias, super surprising. I know. That his ceiling just shot, you know. Because he's had good creatives when he got called up. He's had really good creatives since he got called up. Um, Ty Dillinger, I, I, I agree with you that I think they had a story in mind pending Signing all this other talent, yeah, and if none of that, like if, if a bunch of that fell through, then they then they could have gone through with that. But man, just a wave of talent came through that pushed Ty. I don't know. I think that if you don't have a strong gimmick, and that's and if, I'll put it this way: if you don't have a strong gimmick, that creative can find something inspiring to do with. Like in yeah. the case of Elias, yeah. Um, then you know if you do have that, you're good. If you don't have that, like with with the case of Ty, where he's kind of I know he's perfect ten, but like. You're kind of generic wrestler guy. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure how much like you have a less chance of success. Yeah, you know maybe. what I mean? Uh, bronze grappling hook. Should the iconic duo have a face-off with the Bella Twins in the Rumble? I don't know. If there's much of a story there, but maybe I don't know. I mean, they're they're a duo, and the other's a duo. Sure, why not? Yeah, pretty boy out of mayhem. With the current NXT landscape and the new signings, who should be the first feud for Ricochet, War Machine, and Candice LeRae? Also, all in or not, Adam Mayhem signing with WWE in the next five years. Um, I don't know, man. I saw him drop a leg drop on one of his videos. I saw that too. And he like celebrated. You need a pin. You need. He what? did pin. He took a, a moment. He to took revel. a moment to revel. I think he's wrestling as a heel, man. Oh man, you got to go for the pin. Does he, he want to? Does he want to be? He was a nonchalant pin. Does he want to be the H champion? Does he want to be the going and raw champion? Know, good point. We could do big things with Adam Mayhem, but I he's know. sitting there. Dropping leg drops and not pinning people. This is character. This is character development for him, Steve. What's this will take him over the top. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Ricochet, first feud. I say Undisputed Era gets all the all the titles. Ricochet comes in and starts, like, staring at people. Well, then that means he won't be coming in until after Mania. Um, okay, what, what now? Because huh? yeah. Adam Cole's not winning the title at Philly. Well, yeah, he's going to need some time in the Performance Center. On the house show circuit no, as Trevor Man. Mm-mm. No? No. Yes. Let's see Ricochet versus Roderick Strong. Uh, oh, man, but Roderick Strong is going to have to lose. I know, but they're going to be great matches. Oh, well, they're going to be better than great. Yeah. Uh, War Machine. I mean, Authors of Pain makes all the sense in the world, but they're out the door. They're out the door, man. Sanity? 
Um, hey, how great would Oz- was War Machine versus... Uh, yeah, Sanity would be good. War Machine versus Heavy Machinery. That's their first scene. Oh, there you go, yeah. Uh, Candice LeRae. I mean, I'll, if, if Shayna's going to get the title off Ember after they, Ember and Shayna's rematch, yeah. I would love to see Candice get put right into the title picture. I'll say this. Given that we saw Lacey Evans' heel turn or heel promo yeah, last yeah, night, yeah. I'll say that's a good first few. Yeah, that's good. You need to get to know your face. Uh, yeah, Nicholas Grosker echoes our sentiment. Lars Sullivan challenged Demo last week. Roderick Strong challenged Lars Sullivan this week. Who gets the, mass, the match in Philly? Um, all of them. They all get the match. CM Punk finds insulting power rank better names, better names. Vince will come up with for Ricochet. When I saw the press release and how many times they referred to him as his real name, Trevor Mann, Trevor Mann yeah. I was instantly worried they're going to change his name. Yeah. Ricochet is a great name. I wanted to keep Ricochet. I'm okay with him not going with Ricochet. What else What else would you suggest then? Mm. Oh, second Ricochet. That's what we thought. <laughs> Right, second Ricochet. Number one, uh, second Ricochet is what we said the other day. Okay, so his name is Trevor Mann. Yeah. Right? How about his name is Real Man? He's a man. Yeah, it's kind of Real Man. Trevor Mann. Um, T-Man. What was that? T-Man. T-Man. How <laughs> uh, about his name is just Trev? Hey, Trev, how you doing? Good, man. How are you? I'm just basing it off Trent. <laughs> It's a character. Trev, question mark? Yeah. <laughs> what's another name for him? What's what's something that's like a ricochet? What is, wait, ricochet is an action, right? Is it bing, 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 bing? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Um, uh, what's, the, what's the thing that Australians use for to combat boomerang? crime? Yeah, boomerang. To combat crime, <laughs> that we said. Right? Wow. Oh, crikey. Boomerang. You want to call him boomerang? Boomerang, yeah. Instant feud with TM61. All right, guy. They're a tag team, Toasty. That's what we use. That's terrible. Boomerang. Um, Hasn't, has there been a wrestler named Boomerang yet? Probably. There has to be. Come on, man. I've come up with like five great names. you got nothing. Ricochet is the best option. No, man. Keep Ricochet. Prince Puma is just as good as Ricochet. Yeah, but they can't use that. I under, that's not my point. I said the same thing yesterday. It's not my point. I'm saying that there are other equally as good names as Ricochet as there are Prince Puma, you know, including Prince Puma. Okay. King, King something. Man. <laughs> King Man. That's great. I like it. King Man. It How about is. Joffrey? They like to, they like oh to like God. poke things at King Joffrey. They like to steal things sometimes. That's a terrible idea, Steve. All right, got time for about two more questions. We got something we got to do at noon, so. Oh, yeah. Well, that was an interesting question. That guy. That guy. Power rank. Which current NXT superstars could be a Hall of Fame headliner? We're looking way into the future here. Which current NXT superstars Correct. can be Hall of Fame headliners? Okay, is there anybody right now in NXT that we know for sure is headed for a Hall of Fame career? I'd say uh, based on how NXT is treating him, Aleister Black. Yeah, I agree with that. Then there's always the question of how if he goes to SmackDown, how they're going to use him. I he know. has to go to Raw. I know. Raw has the look for him. Imagine a few between him and Finn Balor. Oh, if man. It's done right. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm going to go out on a limb and say Shayna Baszler. She's got everything, man. Mm-hmm. She's got everything they like and they need and they want. Yeah. Um... 
Paul, isn't Paul Ellering? Is Paul Ellering in with Legion so. of Doom? I think so. Well, there you go. Authors of Pain. They're so young. I know. They're really young. I know. I'll say Authors of Pain. It's crazy how young they are. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Don Hassett. First question as a patron. Thank you. Says, I find myself faced with a conundrum of sorts. Heavy Machineries and NXT, Authors of Pain, War Machine, the Bludgeon Brothers over there on SmackDown, with a very clear abundance of big man tag teams in the WWE. Which ones do you think will rise to the occasion as real main event contenders, and which do you think will find themselves in the background of the tag division? Heavy Machinery are so going to be background. They're going to be job, job, jobbers. Um, War Machine... Given Hanson, especially his athleticism, they're going to be cream of the crop. Is going to be able to separate themselves. I think Authors of Pain are going to be big, man. Yeah, they they're are going to be really big. Oh, well, Sergio C. Uh, as far as what current uh, NXT superstars be Hall of Fame headliners, Drew McIntyre. He says Drew. That's a good answer. I agree. If Drew can stay healthy, yep, if he can he, stay he healthy. He also something on Twitter where he was in an NXT ring, so he got that arm brace off finally. He's actually working oh, himself man. back in the ring shape. That's crazy. Maybe he'll show up at uh, Takeover Philadelphia. Good for him. Or just be in the Rumble. It's too soon for that. Uh, okay, Tommy T has a question here. We have we have room for a couple more. Yeah. Hey, friendo. So yesterday I asked about your opinions having changed since starting going in Raw. Today my question is, since going in Raw started, whether it changed your opinion on a promotion, a performer, or anything. What have been some of the mo- what have been some of those eye-opening moments or matches in wrestling for you both? For an example, during the Cruiserweight Classic, it was entertaining to see you both go in with limited knowledge of the competitors, but after Coda versus Cedric, you guys both instantly became huge Cedric fans. And huge Coda fans. Yeah, so has anything happened since we started? That is No, I think our, our opinion on AJ Styles, now that we're yeah. aware of what he has actually done, yeah, has sure. done a complete 180. Moments of wrestling. Um, the most eye-opening. What, like, what have we seen specifically? What the moments that we've seen specifically has opened our eyes to certain people. Um, I would say my first Alistair Black match. Yeah. Like, I had read up a little bit on Tommy End, and I think I'd watched some of his, you know, like the the matches out there that he's had. But you know, when you get the production value that NXT has, combined with how well they packaged him. It was just, it was a mind blower. Yeah. Like, oh my God, I'm all in on this guy. Yeah, He's yeah. fantastic. I'd just say the same with Pete Dunne, because I'd heard the name. Oh, and I'd seen him. yeah, yeah, yeah. I got some uh, BOLA DVDs mm-hmm. before uh, the UK title was, or UK championship tournament was even announced. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh man, this guy's real good. Yeah. And started reading up on him a little bit. Yeah, the UK tournament. So for I think, sure was you good. know, just, just reading up on stuff, hearing news, hearing reports. Uh, hearing about people that are supposed to be really good, mm-hmm. searching out their work, yeah. discovering it, and, and seeing for ourselves. Yeah, these these wrestlers are really good. Yeah, for sure. Uh, last question. Conlon Ferno. I had never seen that name before, so welcome to the Patreon family. Uh, Power Rank. Who would be in an Almas-led Los Ingobernables type faction? Pick superstars from any brand. He says, personally, I think Elias would be a perfect fit. Um... Los Ingobernables. De Cien. This, oh, good. De Cien. I like that. That's good. Um, see, that's the situation where I might be turned around on Kalisto. Could you imagine like a heel Kalisto where he's like... Kind of filling the bushy role. Yeah, a bit more sense of urgency to his character. A bit more, uh, you know, viciousness to his mm-hmm, character. Mm-hmm. Some of the stuff that he can do. Yeah. 
but just puts a little more spank on what he can yeah. do. Yeah. I'll say Kalisto. Okay. And I'll be turned around on it. Okay, say so almost obviously is filling the Naito role. Yeah, of course. Who is Sonata? Sonata. Super athletic. Mm-hmm. I'll be, you know, he mentions Elias here. It would be a bummer, but if they got rid of the, the guitar thing. If oh, they would got, be a bummer. If they got rid of the comedic element, which I would never want them to do. No. Um, what about uh, uh, Fabian Eichner? Oh, there you go. That's not bad. Yeah. Athletic dude. He's yeah. kind of a blank slate, isn't he? Yeah. And Sonata sometimes feels like a blank slate. <laughs> He's just really cool design. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And then evil. Evil. Who can be the evil? Bray Wyatt. <laughs> terrible answer. What a terrible answer. Um, that's it. That's, that's it. all we got. That's all we got. Hilton, can you get some music going on here? Thank you, Hilton. Anyways, that's it for the show. Thank you so much for tuning in. We appreciate it. And until next time, we'll talk to you guys later. Goodbye. Hilton, out title, please. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.